Good morning, Overlake. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, wherever you are, your own community, your own parish, your home, um, I think the church is more than just a building and more than just a service. So we're so grateful that you would join us. And listen, the service looks and feels a little different, but what we do and what we believe doesn't actually change. And so uh, we're going to start with worship like we always do. Worship is our response. And worship is what we do together as a church. So wherever you are, I invite you, sing along with us.
The silence, the roar. 
no claim on me. Come on, church, wherever you are, sing this out. that our hope is living and alive. Well, good morning. My name is Neely. I'm one of the pastors here. And you know what? This has been a week of adjusting, adjusting to new normals, new ways of having meetings, new ways of working in different places and in different ways. And it's new in that normally we're here connected with our family right here, but instead we're connecting on a camera. Hi. But here's the deal, even still, this is what we know, that God is working and he is working in us and he is with us. And so we're gonna continue to gather. We're gonna continue to make a commitment to every Sunday being together. Now it might look a little different. There might be less people on stage, but that's our commitment to play our very easy role in social distancing. But we're still committed to being a church that worships together. We're still committed to being a church that loves God, loves people and serves the world. And at the end of our time together, Elder James is gonna share a little bit about how we're gonna continue to do that through the week. So you're gonna wanna stay tuned for that. Now, if you're watching on the website, live streaming there, you'll notice some buttons right below me. Um, and these buttons are gonna help you get access to the handout, find a way to give. It will take you to another page to give online. Or um, you'll also notice that connection card. And here's the reality is even now, this is more important than ever because this is how we'll stay connected. This is how our staff can know how we can care for you, how we can pray for you. 
It is so important in our time together that we can do that, that the staff can pray with you and for you. And so make sure sometime during the service, you click that button and fill that out for us. Here's what I wanna do as we continue this morning is I wanna pray together, pray as a, as a body together. The staff was made aware this week that um, there are those in our family who lost their job this week. And there are those in our family who have been, who have tested positive for the coronavirus. There's even a member in our family who is fighting for their life. And so we want to pray together for the people in our family and the people in our community. So will you join me in prayer? Jesus, we come to you, the living hope who has the victory. God, we come to you in these moments of uncertainty, in these moments of the unknown, and we seek you and we ask you, God. God, we pray for the people in our community who have lost their job. We pray for the people in our family who have lost their job this week. And God, what a, an, a, a feeling of uncertainty and um, instability that must bring God, but we look to you as the church and we ask you to be the God who comes alongside those who are grieving, who are, uh, who are confused and without hope. God, you come alongside us and you sit with us and you're with us, God. And so we pray that reality for, for those who have lost their job. God, we pray for the people in our community and our family who have tested positive for coronavirus. God, we pray that your hand would be upon them, that your healing touch would be upon them. We pray for those who are grieving the loss or preparing their hearts for the loss of a loved one. God, that you would be with them, that you would be the God who is in the middle of the pain. God, we continue to lift up our nurses and our doctors and our scientists who are working so hard on the front lines, God. We continue to pray for our government officials and those who are in desperate need of wisdom, your divine wisdom to guide us through this, God. God, we recognize our deep need for you. More than ever now, God, we recognize that. Here's what I wanna do now is I wanna invite you wherever you are to spend just 30 seconds together praying, whether you're alone or with your family, just spend this 30 seconds praying specifically for people in your neighborhood who have been impacted. Go ahead. hear our prayers. Amen. You know, as I was actually praying, I, what was coming to mind was I drove through the Juanita Gardens and right by Life Care of Kirkland, uh, just blocks from my home. And even driving through there, they had the blue ribbons around trees and, and um, knowing that those are each lives that have been impacted and lost and the ripple effect that that creates. Um, it's going to impact all of us. And, and so I think it's important for all of us to lean in in this moment. 
And um, in so many ways, Overlake, you are, and it's incredible. It's incredible. Well, I'm Pat. I'm one of the teaching pastors on the team here, and we get to kick off a, a new series together that'll lead us up to Easter. Uh, hopefully you're prepared. You got your drink nearby. I got mine. I got my, my little hot water with some honey here, helping my allergies out. And uh, you probably got a coaster. I got mine from Grandma, my mug rug. I love you, Grandma. Spokane. But, uh, but it's so good to, to, to just be together. Like Neely said, across homes, zip codes, even time zones. We have so many people gathering in. A couple thousand over just the past couple weeks, each week, uh, that, are, that are coming in. And, and so welcome, especially if it's your first time uh, with us at Overlake. Well, here's where I want to start, and we're starting in starting a new series called We Believe Here. And, and, and what I want to begin with is a little bit of an illustration. So I'm curious, do you know, take a guess with those that maybe you're sitting with and, and, and maybe you're, you're by yourself, but, but do you know what this is, this little clippy thing? Uh, what, what, what is this thing called? And then actually, uh, a bonus question, what do you use it for? When would you use something like this? Uh, take a second. Put in your guesses, see who gets the golden star. Uh, the answer is this. Uh, that's called a carabiner. A carabiner. And it's used most notably in rock climbing and in mountain climbing as you get to the top of tall peaks, summity mountains. Uh, we have some great ones in our region. I'm thinking of Baker, Hood, uh, Rainier is the best. We actually have uh, a handful of overlakers. This is their hobby. Some, some weird reason they enjoy slowly marching uphill in freezing weather. And, and here's a picture of them on the top of Mount Hood, or no, Mount Baker, rather, uh, together. And, and so Josh and Keith uh, are in, in that shot. But, but here's the thing. Here's what a carabiner does. Here's the importance of this little tiny device. It allows a climber to clip in to the line that tethers them together. And I think there's an important metaphor for us in that. I think in this season, especially while we're maybe needing to self-isolate, we still stay connected. We're not untethered from each other, that we keep checking in on each other. We keep caring for one another. We keep finding ways to get creative of, of what that looks like. And, and so that's one important metaphor, I think. But, but it goes a little deeper. And here's where I want to kind of uh, strike a chord here is that there's also times in which you clip in as a climber to what's called a fixed line. This is like a, a rope or a cable that's been anchored before you even arrive. Uh, people who've gone ahead of you, who know the route, who know the best way to go, the safest way up, the safest way down, uh, that these are people that have fixed these lines so that on your journey, you clip in and you can trust these proven, these tried, these trusted ways. And the reason they exist is because there's danger. There's things like crevasses, and it may be hard to tell in this picture, but but this, this glacial cavern right here, this, this is at least a few hundred feet drop, if not a few thousand feet into that hole there. And, and so there's danger, and that's why you clip in. And much like what we're going to be discovering over the course of this week and the next two as we lead up to Easter, is that we have fixed lines in the Christian faith, in the Christian tradition. We have things that we clip into as well. And we have those that have gone well before us, hundreds, hundreds of years, thousands of years before us, who have laid down these safe, fixed lines for us to clip into. And one of those is called the Apostles' Creed. And this Apostles' Creed, the Apostles just means the OG, the, the, the original followers of Jesus. The Creed has nothing to do with the Rocky movies. It, it, it does not have anything to do with, with boxing. It has everything to do with just being a set of beliefs. And we have those. 
We, we have beliefs that have been passed down to us throughout all the different generations since Christ walked this earth, since the earliest followers. And so we are going to trust in this creed together. We're going we're gonna to discover it, its meaning for us. And you may be wondering, uh, why does this matter? Why now, with a, with a pandemic going on, uh, with people losing hope in their jobs, uh, with, with people feeling overwhelmed, not just parents, but hospitals, nurses, doctors, uh, with people just spiraling into depression or anxiety. Why, why now? Why spend time talking about what we believe now? And the big idea is this, and, and here it is, is that our beliefs inform our behaviors. That once we know what we believe, once we know our why, once we know what's most core, what we put our most trust into, it actually impacts, it informs what we do, how we live, what we're like in this world, our behaviors. What I love, and I want to look at this verse together, is this verse from the Apostle Paul, one of the first followers of Jesus, early followers of Jesus, who, who helped plant churches. He, he had a passion for just telling as many people as possible about the hope in Jesus Christ. And he writes this encouraging letter to this, this church here saying this, and he's challenging them. And he's making a bold claim here. He says, the only thing, the only thing, not, 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 there's a bunch of things. The only thing, the one thing that matters most, the one thing that counts is faith, is what we believe, is what we put our trust in, is what we put our hope in, is what we put our confidence in. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. Love is the embodiment of the Jesus followers' actions, behaviors, way of living in this world. Paul is connecting these things and saying it is the most important. And so that's why we're spending these weeks discovering and rooting ourselves, clipping into, again, this fixed line of the Apostles' Creed so that we, again, know how to live in this world. So here's what I want to do. I want to invite you, uh, whether you're by yourself, with others, maybe with some friends or family, uh, but wherever you are, I'm going to encourage you to recite this aloud with me, and we'll have it on the screen. But we're going to recite the Apostles' Creed, and we're going to do this each week. It'll look a little different each week, but it'll be the same words, the same creed of faith each week. And so we're going to read through this together, and just know you are joining in the voices of not just a few thousand others, a few million others, but billions of others of followers of Jesus throughout the generations. This creed is at least 1,600 years old that's been passed down, and it'll be spoken by those and professed by those who come even after us. It spans not just the globe with cultures and languages, but even the Christian traditions, whether you're Catholic or Orthodox or Protestant or Pentecostal, that we all hold in. We all clip into this. And so let's recite it together. Would you say it with me? We believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. Suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. And he will come to judge the living and the dead. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Christian church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Well, if you're a perceptive person, maybe you realize as we were reading through that lengthy creed that we hold, the fact that we said the phrase, we believe, three times. 
It was, we believe in God, the Father Almighty. We believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord. We believe in the Holy Spirit. And that's more than just a literary device. It's theological. It's how we talk about. It's how we think about. It's how we, we discuss God. It's how we understand God, the Christian God, who is three in one, one in three, that, that there's not three different gods. There is one perfect, complete God living in a dynamic of three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Triune, Trinity, three, one. And this is very, very much, this is describing and helping us get a picture of God's nature, of love. Who is God? God is love and exists eternally present, again, in Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Last Tuesday, uh, just this last week, was St. Patrick's Day. One of my favorite days. You can probably guess why. I get a lot of well wishes on St. Patrick's Day. But it's far more than just a day to drink green beverages. I'm sure many of you did. Uh, but it's a day actually of honoring one of the brothers in our faith. It's a day of honoring St. Patrick from the 5th century. And here's a man who lived out what Paul was talking about. What he believed impact how he lived. His faith was expressed through love. And it changed a whole island, a whole nation. And he described the Trinity using the image of a three-leaf clover. That it's one, but it's three. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, as he would point to the leaves. And so let's do this. In this first week, we're going to look at these first 12 words. The start of the creed. And it starts with this phrase, we believe in God. We, all of us. Again, not just uh, those of you in a little room, uh, coupled with me and a few others that are here, but uh, across the globe, across time, and, and believe. Think of, when you think of believe, think trust. What we do, we trust in God. In God. And we'll discuss God more uh, in, in a second here, looking at Scripture. The Father Almighty. It's not to picture that there's some being, some ancient man with a beard up in heaven, super distant, lonely, and just in need of some type of earth to keep him busy of sorts. No, 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 no. God is whole and complete, lacking nothing, perfect. The creator of heaven and earth. All that is, the entire cosmos, the entire universe, that God is the creator of all of it. So let's look at Genesis 1 together. Here it is, the very first words in Christian scripture. And it reads this, In the beginning God, here we have the main character, God created the heavens and the earth. Next verse, The earth was formless and empty and darkness covered the deep waters. So here we have the author trying to get our mind to picture something we can't even picture. Nothingness, voidness, darkness meaninglessness, not, nothing, there's spacelessness, there's, 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 there's no words to use to describe what the author is saying here, but there was nothing, there was only God. And then next in verse 3, and the Spirit of God, here's a clue of the triune nature of God, Father, Son, Spirit, was hovering over the surface of the waters. Next verse, the, the, then God said, there is word, there is spoken word, God speaks, let there be light, and there was light. And God continues to create, continues to speak, continues to bring forth all the beauty that we've gotten to see and gotten to witness. In fact, I asked this week for you to send in your favorite pictures that you've taken of nature. And here's, what, here's just some of what you sent in. There were so many. We picked a few. But, but just these shots of, 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 of just where we live. The beauty of whether it's animals or scenery or the coast. And think, I mean, just, just for a moment, pause and just take this in. 
What do you feel? What comes to mind? I just feel like in a state of wonder or awe. It's amazing to see the colors, the shapes, the creativity of God's handiwork, of what the creator has done. And he's created us. He's created us in his own image, in fact. And it's amazing to think. I, it, it, creation is a beautiful witness of just who God is. The peace, the wonder, the awe, the amazement that, that a person captures as they look upon creation. It, it, it actually is helping you connect at least in part to just how beautiful and amazing God is, creator is. But there's something even more amazing. And it's how you get to know God completely in God's fullest self. And this is where I love scripture so much. If you were to fast forward from the first book in the Bible to a book in the New Testament, something written after Jesus has, has lived and died and been buried and raised, risen again. John, one of Jesus' first followers, most committed followers, closest followers, the one who trusted him so much, he writes these words as he opens up his, his story, his account of the life of Jesus. And he writes this. He says, in the beginning... It's hearkening back to what we just read. It makes you think of Genesis. In the beginning, the word. He's using this Greek word. This, this word is logos, the self-revelation of God. And what he's talking about, who he's talking about is Jesus. And it's this, that Jesus was with God and the word was God. So Jesus, eternally present. The son, eternally present with the father and the spirit. And, 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 and fully present. And in this next verse, here we see in John 1, 2, it says he existed in the beginning with God. That Jesus doesn't show up just on the scene later. That the Son is in fact eternally present with the Father, is God, and is at the very beginning of creation. God created everything through him and, was, and nothing was created except through him. Next verse. The word gave life to everything. What do you want to know about Jesus? What do you want to know about God? God is life, the giver of, the sustainer of life that was created and his life brought light to everyone. Think of what light does. It brings hope. It brings comfort. It brings peace. And lastly, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. That Jesus, light, God cannot be overcome. Darkness doesn't win. Light always invades, always takes more space. See, Jesus isn't for darkness or disease or death at all, but for life. This God of love is what we know, what we understand as, as, as Christians, as believers, from all the way back to the very beginning. And this is what the creed shows us and teaches us. And so here's where I want to begin to pivot now. We've talked a lot about what we believe in just those first 12 words of the creed. But, but now I want to pivot to how does it impact how we behave, what we do, how we live. And for that, I want to look at one last verse written by the Apostle Paul. And this is to a different church, but he writes this in Ephesians. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Speaking of Jesus, live as children of light. Paul's saying, live as children of God. Live as, as, as a God who is love in this world. A God who made things all perfect. And maybe things aren't as intended, but we get to bring that now as we bring light into the darkness. Overlake, that's the invitation in this time, in this moment of history. And be encouraged. 
The church has walked through big things like this before. We've walked through wars, natural disasters, and yes, pandemics. In the third century, in Rome, there was this huge pandemic sweeping through in northern Africa and Italy and, and reaching into the western part of the Roman Empire. And at its height, 5,000 people a day were dying. And people were totally panicking. Everyone was leaving the sick, the dying, the disabled, the, and, and, and just fleeing. Except for one group of people. There was one group of people, Christians. At the time, they're called Galileans, but Jesus followers. And, and these Jesus followers, our brothers and sisters, they rooted themselves. They were clipped in to one another, to Jesus, and to their place. They weren't going anywhere. In fact, they were known for caring not just for their own sick, but for their neighbors and their neighborhoods as well. The emperor at a time, who wasn't a Christian at all, he in fact loved to persecute Christians. He, he says this, he, he says this in the third century. He says these Christians support not only their poor, but ours as well. Everyone can see that our people lack aid from us, but not from the Christians. And so this is our moment. This is our chance to be responding. And not just today, not just this week, it'll be a marathon. This will be a while, but it's a posture that we take. And over like, you're already doing this. Uh, this week, I heard so many accounts, so many stories of, of just the ways that you're living into this. Uh, I, I think of Laura uh, finding out that obviously all these kids are now at home and, and, and parents are up to their eyeballs figuring out what to do. And Laura, a pro homeschooler, homeschools all her boys, she's been helping with tips and best practices for her neighbors. I, I think of Arlene who found out that one of her neighbors self-quarantined, uh, an elderly woman to, to, to stay safe. Uh, she went, Arlene went and got her medications for her. I, I, I think of, of Dan, I think of Patrick, I think of, uh, of two of our elders who have been following up in, in these, these calls to, to those that, that, that are losing and one that has lost their loved one to COVID-19. I, I, I think of our nurses, our doctors within our family that are on the front lines of Emma and Sarah. I think of Barb, I think of Ed and Jordan. Um, so many that are, that are out there and, and, and genuinely on the front lines caring for people. I think of our staff and elders this week beginning to walk through, call through, reach out to over 500 church people in our community. And, and if you, if you would benefit, if you would love us to reach out, please let us know on your connection card. We'd love to. There's just so many ways. Yu Ying, Yu Ying, you stepped up this week. It was so awesome. She told me, Yu Ying told me on, I think it was Thursday, hey, I'd love to help anyone who needs groceries. And by Friday, I got a list of someone who needed groceries, a single mom in Overlake, and Yu Ying made it happen. And so you guys are living this out, tending to, caring for the family, and not just our own, but neighbors as well. And so here's something we created this week, and we, we, we think this might be helpful for you. Here's what it is. It's just a little parish care card. It's just a way of being listening, kind of taking a listening posture and, and, and being both attentive and responsive to needs in your neighborhood. So you just put your name on it, best phone number, kind of, uh, you know, where you live so people know you're nearby, just around the corner, just down the street. And then check mark the things that you're willing to help with. And it just lets neighbors know, hey, I'm here. I'm taking a posture where I'm not going anywhere. You can count on me. And we, if you can share with me, oh, I'd love to meet these needs. And in case you come across needs that are far more than you can handle, let the church know we all get to rally around this together. 
But just some, I don't know, quick math. I mean, if there was 100 people that handed out 10 of these to their 10 nearest neighbors, that's 1,000 people that we end up caring for, that the light begins to move into. If, if 500 of us do this, that's, that's 5,000. If, if 1,000 of us do this, this is 10,000 people. This is how we begin to live into this way of the faith that we are clipped into, that we are children of light, just as Paul had mentioned. And so here's the last two takeaways before we're going to return to a time of worship. And, and the first is this. This week, this week, would you find a way and a time to simply connect with your creator? Would, would, it, perhaps it's in creation. Perhaps you go for a walk. It doesn't even have to be nice and glorious like it was this last week. Maybe even the rain helps you remember, remember that it's a gift. But connect with your creator. It could be through worship. It, it, it could be through uh, writing. It could be even just through resting through laying down, slowing down, and just allowing this reality that the God who is love is ever-present, is so near. And as you do this, begin to do number two, and it'll happen. You can't help but begin to shine the light of who God is when you've been spending time with God. Again, this is Jesus. As we spend time with Jesus, we begin to live like Jesus. And the same impact that we see Jesus' light have his life have in his time, in, in this world, we get to bring forth as well. So shine your creator's light. Live. Let's love. Let's allow our faith to inform how we love people. That what we believe, it impacts how we behave. Over like, I'd love to pray uh, with you and even for you in this moment. Again, we'll continue to worship here shortly. And and I just want to say, if this is your first time ever, maybe joining Overlake or joining any church, or maybe it's just been a while, uh, you, you start at such a perfect time. Uh, I want to encourage you, keep, keep following with us all the way through Easter. Uh, we just talked like kind of 30,000 foot view this week. Next week is a great one as we talk more and more about Jesus. And then next week, and then, and, 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 and then we'll, we'll, we'll be all the way to Easter. But, but again, I'm so glad you're on the journey with us. Let's pray. Well, God, who is Father, Son, and Spirit, I do ask that the, the very challenges, the very encouragements that you, you, you laid on my heart to share, that, that, that would you help us do those things? Would, would we connect with you this week? Would we realize you're always ready to connect? You're always pursuing us. You're, you're, you're always love because it's who you are. Would, would we in some way, shape, or form be able to enjoy that, to experience that this week, regardless where we're at in our faith journey? And then secondly, would you embolden us to shine, to shine your light, to be like you in this world, in this time, in the midst of darkness, in the midst of disease, in the midst of death, would you equip us in a way that we've never known before, where we get to begin to see lives change. And it's all for you. We love you. In your name, amen. Let's continue to worship.
church, I believe in the resurrection when Jesus comes again. For I believe in the name of Jesus. Yes, that is what we believe. Hi, I'm James. I'm one of the elders on the team. And I am so excited to have an opportunity to be with you today, uh, wherever you are. Uh, in a moment, I'm going to pray a blessing over us, and we're going to continue to worship. But first, I want to just take a moment and talk a bit about the ways that we are responding as a church. Um, times like this remind us that church is not a building, it's a body of believers. Uh, and you've been doing such a great job, as Pat pointed out, uh, as a body of believers, uh, as responding in this moment. Uh, to the way that people need us to show up and be children of light. We're also doing things here as a team uh, to make sure that we're responding to you as well. And uh, one of the things we're doing is we're actually adding uh, a streaming service coming up this week. Uh, so check in with us, uh, same place, uh, online uh, at OCC.org, uh, and join us for a 7 p.m. streaming service. Uh, and then on Sunday, we'll be right back here. Uh, in fact, one of our friends, Eugene Cho, who was with us a couple of weeks ago, is going to be back. Uh, in fact, he's going to be taking on the rest of this series and uh, the next three weeks and bringing us all the way into Easter. So we hope that you join us, continue to join us on Sundays as well. Um, also, though, you have been responding in incredible ways, uh, again, as Pat has pointed out. Uh, so continue to do that. Uh, be sure to check with the uh, connection card and uh, and make sure there are things that we can pray for you about uh, and we can make sure that we can follow up with you about those things. I also want to make sure that I tell you um, how much we as a church leadership appreciate the way that you have continued to be faithful with your giving. Uh, in the last two weeks, we've turned uh, to online services. You've continued to be faithful, uh, and that makes a huge difference because the, the work here hasn't stopped. Uh, it's changed in order to make sure that we can continue to be the church in this moment. All right, so be sure to, to, uh, to get that online connection card uh, and check out any of the number of ways to give. With that, I'm going to pray a blessing uh, over us, and then we'll continue uh, to worship together. Lord, we thank you for the ways that we're able to clip in to you to make sure that we remain anchored to the truths that have been uh, around since the very beginning, in the very beginning. Lord, may we make sure that what we believe shows up in how we behave. May we be children of light. May we ensure that in this moment, when people need more and more of you, that more and more of us are stepping into those gaps. We pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's continue to worship together.
on, sing this out wherever you are. Come on. There's no shadow you won't light up. Mountain you won't climb up. Coming up to me. There's no wall you won't kick down. By you won't tear down. Coming up to me. There's no shadow. There's no shadow you won't light up. Mountain you won't climb up. Coming up to me.
declaration it's a prayer I encourage you to sing it I encourage you to repeat this to yourself when you feel doubt when you feel fear because we know the truth we know the truth has set us free so we will declare that truth we will declare that truth together even when I don't see it you're working 
Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. Never stop. changing, that you are a way maker, that you are a miracle worker, that all of your promises are yes and amen, that you are a light in the darkness. And Lord, when we don't know what to do, our eyes are on you. When we can't see the way when it's dark, we know that you are the one that makes a way, and so we look to you. When we're struck with fear and we're struck with uncertainty and we're struck with all of these things that don't come from you, Jesus, we look to you because we know that you are making a way, that you are working a miracle, that you are tearing down these walls, that you are bringing light to the darkness, that you are doing all of these things that we can't do. And so, Jesus, thank you. Thank you for that joy and thank you for that certainty. And my prayer for us and my prayer for our church is that as we step out into the rest of this day and into the, into the rest of the week, as we figure out 
how you want us to bless our neighbors, to bless our parishes, to bless our communities, how we can be reaching out, how we can be being the church. Jesus, that we can do that with joy and that we can do that with confidence and we can do that with faith because we know that we are doing it for you and because of you and with you and through you and we are never alone. And Jesus, thank you for that. We love you so, so, so much and we cannot wait to see what you do with this church this week. We love you so much. In your name we pray. Amen. Have a good day.